Is this thing working? There's a light on it, so mm-hmm. I assume it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, how you been going with the school reports? Yeah, pretty good. Um, I'm a bit weirded out that Craig Lowndes is still wearing a school uniform. I mean, the only man older than Lowndes that's wearing a school uniform these days is Angus Young. Yeah, good point. But at least you don't have to worry about Alex Rulo. His parents pulled him out, you know, um, a few weeks early. Mm. Yes, apparently he's gone one of those English comprehensive schools in Luton. Right. On this sixth and possibly last edition of the Supercar Insiders Warpster cast, Walkinshaw Racing changes name, Scotty still accepts the blame, the Warpster leaving is a shame, and Renee joins the car sales game! Yes, welcome to the Warpstercast, the official podcast of the now not official ruler of Australian motor racing. We give it up. The Warpster. <laughs> Joining me is the podcast DSO, and he's just going to interrupt me, isn't he? Yeah, no, nah, why not? It's, uh, it's. Uh, I can't. Do you know? Seriously, did you even think we go past one? How anybody even downloads these things and listens to them is beyond me. But, ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot of fun making them. So uh, there's a bit of an end of term feeling about this uh, show. So so uh, this is the schoolies week episode. This is the no the muck up day. This is the muck up day podcast. And no, we're not drunk, and it's actually two o'clock in the afternoon, and, ladies um, and gentlemen. And pop- someone someone put um, shaving cream in my hair. Not yes. looking at anyone. No, that wasn't me. We can't blame the sound engineer because uh, he's uh, he's decamped. He's off earning money like all good young people should be doing on Sunday afternoons, cashing in on some uh, penalty rates. Righto, Warpster. Hello to everybody out there in podcast land. This essentially is our last one for the year. We're going we're gonna to round off the supercar season and uh, we might even have a bit of a look at uh, the Warbster's legacy at the back end. I think that's a good idea. Warbster. Let's go to the tail of the tape. We've gone, we've gone stats mad. I've gone st- nerdy everywhere. You've got a scorecard. I've got bloody bits of paper. <laughs> right, let's go with it. All right. Well, um, we're going to go in numerical order of the cars. So uh, first up, our uh, mates at the artist formerly known as Walkinshaw Racing. Mm. Scott Pye and James Courtney. Well, Scott Pye and James Scott, I, I, I read on uh, Speed Cafe just recently, Warbster, that Scott Pye reckons it's the best season he's ever had. Yes. Um, hey, what, coming off a low base if you reckon this was a good one? Uh, James Courtney, on the other hand, was just terrible in general. Um, so, let's just start with the highlight. Well, the it, was, it was Scotty Pye's Bathurst podium, yep, absolutely. absolutely. Low light. Well, pretty much the rest of the year. Pretty much, yeah. And our uh, assessment... Courtney, no, Courtney did do a fastest lap. He did? Yeah, Ipswich. Boring track, boring car. Frank the Tank. Co-driver too busy getting himself made up for those bloody boost ads. Uh, how do you rate them? You got a scorecard? Uh, I'm going to give Pi a C. 12th in the championship was probably the best he was going to drag out of that equipment. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably say C plus, actually, but yeah, that's okay. okay. We're allowed to differ. And uh, James Courtney, uh, D, and I'm being generous. Righto, so uh, 2018 prediction, Warbster? 
Not many better results until something major changes within the team. I just don't see it happening. So that is current arrangement. Hang on, I think we've covered that numerous times already this year. We all we all know what the elephant inside the in the elephant in the room is there, and it's uh Next up, uh, Lucas Dumbrell Motorsport and their cast of hundreds. I'm not going through all those drivers again. Nah. Did they have a highlight? Oh, well, they turned up to every round, I guess. That's, yeah, well, they have to. They get fined if they don't. Yeah. Uh, did they have a low light? Well, they couldn't keep a driver for more than five minutes, could they? Cam McConville was probably their low light. Well, no, Ruler had a few moments. Oh, yeah, but, you know... He's going to get driving lessons from John Cleland, apparently. So Serge told me. This will be the big one. Have we got a prediction for the artist currently known as LDM? Well, I predict that 23 Red will go down as possibly one of the stupidest team names in Australian racing history. I'm pretty sure we covered that last episode. True indeed. Dave and the new cars will be a step up, but I don't think they'll be quicker than PRA very often. And it'll be interesting with PRA's new roster. Um... I, I don't. You're right. I don't rate Davo above the other four. I think the other four are going to be quicker. They'll be in the rhythm, and uh, let's just see how they go. And the scorecard for all of those drivers is E. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Alrighty, Pro Drive Racing Australia, Winterbottom, Mostert, Waters, and Bright. Um, the pretty obvious highlight. Sandown win. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the. Cluster truck at Pukahoe would have to be their absolute low light. Yeah. To to uh, to to take three cars out in one go was uh, was pretty bad. Scorecard. Um. What what are we giving Winterbottom? Oh, look. He was look. He was sixth in the championship. I suppose uh, C maybe C plus. Consistent rather than flashy, you'd have to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, I'd I'd say C plus. What would you give him? Uh, C. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. The the Chasminian. Uh, I gave him a B plus. Yeah, I think he's a strong B B plus. Finished fifth in the championship, um, so he was the next best behind the the two powerhouse teams. Cam Waters B minus. Finished eighth again. Um, some good accumulation. I'd say yeah. I I I, I agree with B minus. That's a good score. And finally, uh, Brighty, I gave a C. Look, as much as we love to put Brighty all year, he finished twentieth in the championship. He didn't have a good year, but um, I think. The fact that the other three finished in the top eight, as we know, were uh, were probably a result of Bridey being the sacrificial lamb. So, yeah, I'd agree with that one too. Uh, brief, brief 2018 prediction for the team. Oh, look, if Richie Stanaway becomes the the new uh, the new engineering go-to guy, um, the world's their oyster. They, they're definitely moving up. They've just got to be a little bit more consistent. But... Oh, I can I can see a, a top three se- in the series oh, easy. Uh, with with lots and lots of you know with with a number of race wins I won't say lots but with a number of race wins. Uh, if Richie's up to the hype, look out! Yep. I think he'll be probably up in the um, McLaughlin Win Cup echelon. And what you'll find is if um, if they hit the ground running at Adelaide, I think st- the stand and Stanaway's fast, which we know he is. I think that wave might carry the other three. It might just be mm. that breath of fresh air into the team. Yeah, yeah, I think. Are things that ProDrive are definitely looking up. Yep. Um, after the loss of Ford sponsorship, they could have gone either way. And I think that um, probably the business is strong and the driver lineup is probably one of the stronger. I mean, in any other situation, you'd have to say that Gary Jacobson wouldn't be sitting waiting in the wings. No. And look, um, I'm going to go, I'm going to crow early on this one, but ProDrive and 
uh, DJR Team Penske are going into next season in uh, tried and proven package. The majority of the other teams are going to be running ZB Commodores. Now, the big thing's going to be the the P word will surface Warbster. Mm. If all of a sudden the first three or four races are dominated by car, by drivers in ZB Commodores, it won't be the suspension, it won't be the engine, it will be the potential aero advantage. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And um, and we're going to hark back to the to the early teens and and the late two thousands where parity was the cry left, right, and centre. Mm. Fun. I'm I'm glad to hand that part of it over to the same straw. I'll tell you right. Absolutely. Now. You know what you can do? Make a billboard about it. Yeah, parody. Mm. Parody billboard. Yeah. Nissan. Your your boys and girls. <sighs> Todd Kelly, Rick Kelly, Caruso De Silvestro. Uh highlight. Simona at uh Simona at Newcastle, absolutely definitely. For uh, me, for mine. And probably Rick's Darwin pole as well. I have no idea where he pulled that I one have from. Absolutely but. no clue where that came from. Maybe they found a little bit of the Winton jungle juice from a few years back. Snuck it in. That weren't you know, Frank Adamson didn't do a fuel sample at that qualifying. Uh, low light as far as Nissan's concerned. Well, how long have you got? I was going to say the year. Mm-hmm. Scorecard. Uh, Todd E. That's a bit. That's a bit tough. E plus. I'll be generous. E plus. Right, e plus. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, the Rickler. Uh, D plus. Yeah, pretty ordinary. Uh, Todd finished eighteenth. Yeah, we was Rick. Rick was fourteenth. Uh, Caruso. C. I think he's probably devolved a bit from a couple of years ago. Yeah, I, I think he. I don't necessarily think backwards the term, but he's he's stagnate. Mm-hmm. Um, he was thirteenth in the championship um, in front of the boss, and uh, and our number one girl. Sadly, finished twenty fourth in the championship. But having said that, I would give her a C or a C plus. What about you, Obster? Uh, concur with that. I think um, you know she has the disadvantage of having absolutely no idea where the tracks go half the time. Yep. And I think the Newcastle performance showed that on an equal playing field, she's right up there. And look, I think we covered that really well in the part in the previous uh, podcast. But uh, the challenge, I think, is going to be uh, next year. She'll she'll do well. Um, I think she's going to be the big improver in the team, I, I think. Um, she can only go up from 24, but it's whether she's allowed to set the car up the way she wants it. That'll and, be the challenge. And possibly Newcastle's been instructive of the need to do that. Yep, yep. Your boy A3K, uh, Andre Heimgartner, I think he'll be a little bit like... A, I really hope. Mm. I've got a soft spot for Nissan as much as we bag them. I think he could be a little bit like Stanaway. He could be the breath of fresh air into the four-car team. Uh, and, and carry the others, lift the others on that wave. Uh, certainly. I mean, the the prediction that I would have for 2018 is Simona will be a lot faster. Yep. Um, Andre will push them up the grid. And if, and it's a big if, they're um, technically up to it. Uh, the other two will be same old, same old. I don't see any huge progress with that. Um, I, I think that um, maybe if, uh, if the cars are working a bit better based around... Uh, Simona's improvement and Andre Caruso might shine um, and I'd like to see it because he's a nice guy leads us to the other nice guys of the paddock Brad Jones Racing yeah Brad and Kim the uh, we need to find I need to find a new panel shop or a new a new Aubrey business that we can latch onto for next year let me let me work that over Christmas anyway for this year they've uh, had uh, Slade Nick Perkett and uh, Blanchard yep so um, I think for me, the highlight would have to be the Slade Dog and uh, Andre stand in three thousand uh, at surface. Absolutely, oh, that was uh, that should they should have won that race. 
Yeah, look, um, the lowlights, the, the damage bill, um, yeah, absolutely astronomical damage bill across five cars in uh, in three in two sorry six cars in two series. It's been a really really tough year. Um, scorecard. Uh, I'm going to give uh, Slady C. Yep. Eleventh uh, in the championship was actually a very good result considering um, he did disappear at times. Yep. Percat, I'm going to go C as well. Yeah, 19th in the championship for Percat. I'm a bit surprised at that. I mm. thought he would have been a bit higher, but I suppose someone, when you're racing around in the mid-pack, someone's got to fill the mid-pack of the championship. Uh, and Timmy Blanchard hasn't done very much to impress me or a lot of people. Um, he only just managed to finish above Dale Wood in the championship. So, Hi, uh, Mrs. Wood. Hi, Mrs. Wood. Uh, oh, which segues, oh no, sorry, 2018 prediction for BJR. Um, hopefully less crashes, but punching to their weight like usual. Yeah, look, um, I think uh, Nick Perkett had a fa- had uh, had three fastest laps for the year: Perth, Townsville, and Sydney. We're going all stats nerd again, but proves the cars have speed. Mm. So the cars have speed. I think uh, a better run. They need to qualify. Everybody, everybody in that back half need to qualify better. Um, I'd, I'd love to see him stand on the top step. I think it'd be great. Uh, it'd be a great thing for Brad and Kim. I think the other issue is that when you are mid-pack, the difference between sort of top ten and top twenty isn't actually that much. I mean, the the, the series is more competitive than ever in that respect. Speaking of um, Mr. and Mrs. Wood, let's segue beautifully to Erebus. Uh, David Reynolds and the aforementioned Dale Wood. Uh, the highlights, well, we don't have to tell you what the highlight was. I'd, I'd say there's a massive highlight reel. Um, he, uh, Dave's had fastest laps. He's had the Bathurst win. He, uh, he performed really, really well uh, at Newcastle, as we mentioned last uh, episode. I think uh, the low light was... Probably Dale. I think Erebus needed him to bring some money in, and uh, let's see how they perform better next year with uh, with a lot better driver. Yeah, Anton De Pasquale coming in is uh, very much a, a kick in the right direction, as well as the fact that he is bringing uh, dude money with him. It's so. interesting when they when he when he had to drive the car at Winton mid year. Um, Dave Reynolds has actually said he was right on Reynolds's times in Reynolds's car really really quickly, but soaked everything in Dave, you know, Dave gave him a run through and he just absorbed it went out and did came in did some more feedback absorbed it and bang he was out there fast I think having that other car closer up closer to him mm. uh, might give him a bit of rear gunner support because um, there's uh, there'll be a lot more seasons of narcos watched over the off over the break and um, I actually think that um, if Reynolds has someone pushing him it's probably better for him because mm. I don't have to remind you of how much his performance lifted at, at um, what was then known as FPR yep. um, dealing with Frosty and yep. I think Will Davo at that point so yeah hopefully they'll be able to push forward uh, scorecard scorecard um, look absolute B plus for Dave um, massive year 7th uh, in the championship and a couple of DNFs that affected him but consistency and, and banked a lot of points you know he did well and uh, Mrs. Wood isn't going to like us very much because um, I'm going to give Dale a D minus. I'm going to give him an E. Yeah, that's fair. Beef for 2018 prediction for the team. Reynolds will take the next step. Title contender? Oh, shit, yeah, absolutely. Um, top five in the championship, maybe top three in the championship. Um, they're on a roll. They'll have two of their own cars. They can share data. 
De Pasquale or Carrium. I'm I'm uh, really really happy to see Betty having some success. As for success, uh, this team spelled success this year. Uh, DJR Tempensky, Fabian Coulthard, and Scotty Mack. They've essentially they've dominated the series. They've dominated the series in pole positions. They've dominated the series in race wins. What's this they business? Scotty Mack dominated no, and, pole position. No, we're, talk, we're, we're, talk, we're talking about the team. Um, a, a dozen race wins out of twenty six between the two of them. Mm. Um, tell me that's not dominant. Um, you've got. Wing Cup and Van Gisbergen four each, so um, they smoked them, absolutely smoked them. And next year, without jumping, to, well, though, let's let's look at a low light. I'm going to say the season-ending run was subpar, and I know I'm going to get some hate mail for this, but I still think Scotty bottled it at Newcastle. Yep, um, the pit we've we've discussed the pit lane penalty um, at ad for Nightham. It, it was what it was, but it rattled his cage, and he didn't drive cleanly through the field in his chase back and uh, that's probably his only low light scorecard Warbster I'm going to give Fabs a B plus yeah I'd agree with you on that and uh, I'm going to give Scotty an A minus he blotted his copybook at Newcastle but beyond that he had a very very good year I I would say he is to mine he is an A Mm -hmm. for the year not an A I'd give him a strong A and that may even be higher than what I give the title winner Brief 2018 prediction. Um, Scotty Mack for the championship. Absolutely. Um, Fabs for the top three. We've got about six guys in the top three now, so that proves how competitive it's going to be. Now, look, they will be absolutely... Their hunger... Mm. They will have the hunger that Jamie had after Frosty beat him Mm -hmm. and the same hunger that Jamie had after Gizzy beat him last year. And I think the other thing to um, recognise with DJR is they will now have 12 months with um, Ludo with them. So there won't be that initial getting to know you phase that they possibly went through this year. And I think Ludo is the difference. Uh, I don't think they're spending anywhere near the money people say they are. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think they're human. they bank on human capital. Ryan's story is a very, very clever man. And I think Ludo just... Uh, just was the, the the last joining the last of the dots. Well, could you draw an analogy between Ludo Lacroix and say Adrian Newey in Formula One in the past? Absolutely. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I'd put him in, in terms of what he's doing and has done in this series, absolutely put him on that on that same level. Speaking of, well, we can't really say levels because uh, they haven't been quite as good. Uh, Charlie Schwerkelt Racing. For, so uh, Pres- Racing. Pre- Preston Hire slash AKA Waverley Forklifts Racing. Lee Holdsworth. Highlight. Journeyman Racer. Yeah, highlight. Street Racers, that's uh, about it. That's about it. They did not have a good year. And theoretically, they should. Um, they, they've got the best of the best. There's no, sh- there's no shortage of money behind for bits. And we know Charlie. Uh, we know Charlie paid for James Courtney's championship win back at DJR. So um, yeah, I can't work it out, Warbster. Uh, I'd say a C or a C minus for Holdsworth. Mm, that's what I've got for him as well. Yeah. Uh, my 2018 prediction is uh, they need a technical alliance with one of the bigger teams. It's the only way they can go forward. Yep. When you've only got one set of data. You've, you've really limited your windows in terms of what you can do as PRA demonstrated this year with Bridie. So let's segue that beautiful... I don't disagree with any of that. Let's segue that beautifully into the other single car team. Techno. Techno Autosport with Davo this year. Give me a highlight. Um, 
It's okay. I'll, I'll post edit some cricket noise into there for you. Lovely. Uh, low light. <laughs> Queensland race one. Yeah, massive crash. Good Lord. And and maybe Team Forklift and Team Techno need to have a think about a technical alliance. Possibly. Um, in any case, I'm giving Dave an E, and I think I've been generous giving him just an E. Fifteenth in the championship. Lee Holdsworth was sixteenth. So Techno are the are the better placed performer than uh, than the two. In singles, look. Uh, I think, yeah, look, I think do, a lot I think, of that's to do with the fact, though, that I'm measuring techno off of what they did last year and like the years before with Van Gisbergen. Uh, and maybe there's the difference. Mm. Maybe this. I think John O'Wood's a better driver than Davo. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 2018 prediction. Well, uh, if LeBrock takes over, they'll do a little better. But um, there is a funding gap given uh, Webb Senior isn't funding the shortfall anymore. Mm, and so, I think that might be related to their lack of performance. And it will be interesting to see who brings the money to the team because I think whoever goes there and gets the drive is going to have to stump up some cash. So there'll need to be some good sponsorship dollars or family money. The, family, G- the G- family team. The family team, GRM, Funky Gazza Motorsport. Uh, Tander and Moffat, a highlight? Uh, look, Tander in general. Yeah, he has um, he has really rebounded and reinvigorated his career. Yep, yep. no doubt about that. Yep, absolutely. Uh, low light. I'm going to say the Bathurst crashes. Um, they were both in position to finish really, really well, and uh, yeah, didn't get the uh, result that they probably deserved at the end. And they'd driven and they'd gone through. Look, there were a handful that threw it away at the back end of it. But yeah, look, they'd gone so well through the day. I think um, I think Moff's year was possibly another low light for them too mm. I can't other than what if he had a fastest lap somewhere Moff yeah fastest lap in Darwin but I mean it, it didn't translate to results as I said in the last episode Moff has the pace he just throws it away a lot yeah <laughs> yep so a scorecard I'm going to give um, Garth a B I'm going to give Leanne an A I thought she did very well in the middle stint of Bathurst and um she didn't drive this year. Didn't she? No. Oh, Christ. Okay. Pay, it um, was Garth all year. All right. We'll pay plus for Garth then. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah. Moff, I'm going to give purely on the basis that he did have pace a D. Yeah, I'll agree with those two. 2018, GT and Bieber. They're going to be a very powerful combo. And by the time you throw Chris Pither into the mix for the Enduros, mm. that's going to be a really, really good dark horse combination for the race win, I think. So here's the big, here's the one for us to ponder, and seeing as we're going to preserve it for uh, perpetuity, Gary's had a history of pulling the names. So let, let, let's wheel it back. Stephen Richards. Tandor. Garth. Bargs. Bargs. Holdsworth. Holdsworth. Jamie Wincup. Scotty Mack. Greg Ritter. Mm-hmm. Someone else I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty Mack. Sco- Scotty, yeah, Scotty Mack. Will... Will James Golding, aka Beebs, does he have the ability to to take it to the level of Wing Cup Tander? You're asking me now if Bieber can make it can, to, the, to, be, the, to, can, the, to the plateau of the can, immortals can, almost. No, can Bieber be a championship winner? Gary's picked them. They've, they've, of all those blokes we've just named, um, if we look at two and five litre touring cars, You've got a great raft of winners there. Mm-hmm. Um, and B. Pillabasher was probably better earlier than he was after he left Gary, but Gary's just got the ability to pick him. Can, can Bieber be a champion? 
not, uh, that's a that's that's a long answer. Not in I, a GRM car. I don't think so. No. I really I really do hope it happens, but I don't think it will. Yep. Beebs will be there a couple of years, and you'll know within twelve months whether or not he's going to make it. I reckon he has the opportunity. Well, he has he has the potential there. He, sorry, he has the potential quick. has the potential to Garth finished ninth this year. Mm-hmm. I think that James Golding can potentially finish in the top 12 next year. I couldn't see any reason to disagree with that. He's been lightning quick when he has had the opportunity. Yep. Um, and the fact that he's sort of got GT taking him under his wing can only be a good thing. Yep. Because, um, I mean, Garth's probably lost the last tenth or so in the last couple of years, but I can remember when he was just qualifying gold. Like, yep. he never, ever was under sort of ten tenths the whole time. Yeah, Absolutely. No, I think um, I think the uh, and, and as we mentioned last episode, they've signed up Wilson Security, so um, a bit of financial security is a nice thing for Gary. Doesn't have to dip into his pocket as much. GRM will do well next year. I uh, they'll certainly be they'll be the fly in the ointment, just as Erebus are. That leaves us with the last team, the reigning champions, Triple Eight Racing Engineering, Win Cup, Van Gisbergen, and the Honourable Craig Lowndes. So let's have a look at. Well, the highlight's got to be championship number seven. Well, yeah, it does. It does. Jamie won four races. Shane won four races. Craig just sort of putted around a little bit and finished in 10th uh, this year in the championship. Certainly not helped by pair of DNFs in the final round. Their low light? A lot of unforced errors by um, Gizzle and Lounsey, especially towards the end of the year. I think for the calibre of driver that don't call me Gizzy and I'll say supposedly is based on all of his other successes he was loose this year Mm. I don't know whether it was premiership hangover or what it was he was loose and he is starting to become overly aggressive when he doesn't need to be Mm. he has the ability in the car to get around he doesn't have to push his way past scorecard I'm going to give wink up an A yeah, I'd give Wing Cup an A. I'd, I'd say Wing Cup and Scotty were both A's this year. I'm going to give um, Van Gisbergen, just because of his inability to keep it out of the back of other cars, I'm giving him a C. Um, Not good enough. Fourth in the championship. Yeah, you know what? I, 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 I couldn't find anything higher than a C for him. Mm. And Craig? D minus. So, goes to the... Autobahn Team Autobahn sponsorship next year mm-hmm. away from Caltex. Don't don't say that um, Dum Dum didn't have something to do with that. Well, Dum Dum is a part owner in the team, and we know that uh, the Dumbrell family owned automotive group, uh, which is Repco and Autobahn and the great raft of others. Bursons. Bursons is next year going to be Craig's smile and wave year. I think he's at the point where his his performances are definitely tailing off. Will will next year be his final year, or do you think they'll announce at the start of the year that it'll be his last and sell a load of t-shirts in the process? I think only one person knows that. Mm. I can't remember what his contract is. I think he's only got a year left at Triple Eight. I think twenty nineteen is the final year. Nineteen is fine. Well, if he's only got two, if he's got two years left at Triple Eight, mm. I think nineteen will be the t-shirt. It'll be the merchandise year. Yep. He'll own the merchandise rights himself yep. and. I am reasonably confident that he would not drive anywhere else full-time after that. And I don't know why they wouldn't keep him part-time either. Brief 2018 prediction for Triple Eight. 
they will be fighting with DJR and my man crush kicks in yet again. Hopefully David Reynolds as well for a championship win. I, uh, look... God, I can't believe I'm going to say it two episodes in a row. They are the best. Um, but maybe they're not the best because I think uh, it will be a great championship. 2018 will be a great year because it will be hammer and tongs like you would not believe. I actually think that... Let's let's divide it up here. DJR's the fastest team. Yep. Triple Eight are the best team. Consistent, yep. In terms of... Look at the fight back that they put on after Bathurst, which, let's face it, was basically their Anna's Horribilis this year. Absolutely. I'm, I'm keeping you up, I think. No, sorry about that. I, um... <clears throat> sorry, we can edit that shit out. <laughs> but anyway... Sorry, if you didn't get it, I yawned, okay? Quite a lot. <clears throat> I don't want to keep you... I don't want to keep you up there, so I know you've got a big Christmas lined up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Christmas parties as well. Got a set of sporting rigs to write. Oh, fun. Anyway, so uh, is that Tim? I think it is. Oh, better go to a break. So we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags. Hello, this be Serge, number one safe driver for 13 Febs. This year, Bobster podcast be brought to you by 13 Febs and something called the Shannon's Insurance. In 37 years, me never crashed my taxi once, so I no understand this insurance claim of no. Such proud of safe driving record. Such a shame this Shane boy have no safe driving record like me, Serge. Shannon shares your passion. Call Shannon's on 13 46 46. Shannon's, insurance for motoring enthusiasts. Well, after that abrupt interruption by Tim and, uh, and a commercial break, Warbster, thanks very much for that. Typically, we'd be doing a preview, but we're not going to do a preview. I think our next preview will be the Dubbo Hill Climb. Uh, the Dubbo Hill Climb's in uh, February, and we've got a few summer series things lined up, so by the time that all comes around, you'll be two or three episodes down. So what we'll do now is take a little bit of time, and we'll go to a Warbs tutorial by the Warbster, not the, not the DSO, and ironically, we're going to... You're going to self-Warbs tutorial. <laughs> the Warb, I'm going to throw to the Warbster in a minute. He's going to... Uh, we're going to opine a little on uh, on James Warburton, the man who's... The real one. The real one, who's probably made the biggest... Fair to say, the biggest changes to the sport, both on a sporting and commercial basis. Since supercars were formed in 1997, I'll throw it to you, Warbster. Thank you very much, dear. So... First, I'm going to start off with some history. Uh, everyone knows that the uh, V8 formula came in in 1993. Tiger was becoming a bigger and bigger force given the financial distribution or lack thereof at the time. So just on that, Tiger was the touring car entrance group, which essentially was the team owners who came together as a group to challenge those running the sport, for want of a better term. Which at that stage was uh, CAMS and uh, to a lesser extent the circuit promoters 1997 tony cochran appears on the scene with his company uh, sport and entertainment limited which bought the well bought slash harmonized the rights with the teams yeah essentially the, to, i'll put my officials hat on here a lot it. of people talk about when cam sold the farm if you ever hear or read that that's reference to to 97 when uh, Cam's essentially relinquished the running of supercars in its commercial form uh, over to SEL. 
mm-hmm. uh, who were very very uh, very su- successful um, entertainment promotion company musicals and all sorts of other things. So SEL, Tony Cochran's company, sold out uh, to the current majority owners, Archer Capital, in 2011 and then left the company the following year to pursue other interests. Um, again, apologies to the Gold Coast Suns son- fans. Yeah, more mincing musicals. Mm. By this stage, the final seven network television deal was signed and the course for Gen 2 was set to start in 2013. However, it is fair to say uh, after the Black Wiggle, Cochrane left, uh, the leadership was rather lacking. Yep, so the Black Wiggle reference is a, a long-term reference to black polo-neck sweaters, but, or turtleneck sweaters, but... Uh... <laughs> Wake up, Tony. In 2013, Nissan Era was joined in, but the finances just simply weren't adding up. Uh, in 2014, the wreck dividend was 30 grand. So that meant that if you hold, held uh, a racing entitlements contract, your return on your major investment was $30,000. So given that, it's no surprise that three wrecks were handed back before that season started, I should say. Yep. For those who have long-term memories, Triple F, Dean Fiore's team, disappeared. Tony D'Alberto was on his knees. DJR was even more on its knees. The only team that was making any money off the series was effectively Triple Eight. And part of that was their engineering division because as they still do today, they were manufacturing and selling bits to the teams. Uh, From the recent uh, excellent Fox Motorsport article that was published a few weeks ago, I would like to quote Tim Miles, an advisor to Archer during the 2011 sale, in a summary to one of the board members regarding the health of the grid in 2014. 19 cars were entered by teams operating as long-term sustainable businesses. Two were profitable, triple eight. Seven broke even or made a small loss 10 made a significant loss and the six additional cars were entered by teams with a benefactor owner yeah back to we talked about uh james rosenberg and a few others where you basically had people who were benefactors or very philanthropic 2014 and sort of the continuing financial issues were the outcome of the results of previous administration's decisions. It didn't help that a lot of the new manufacturers struggled hugely, but Volvo did rather better under Funky Gather. And I think that's more testament to the the skills and abilities of, uh, of GRM um, over everybody else, and we're still seeing that today. It was also in mid-2014 that the bomb was dropped. The Foxtel deal. In my experience as a racing fan, nothing has polarised or raised the ire of fans more, not even at the height of red and blue. The only thing that came close was possibly the date clash between the Super Test and the Dubbo Hill Climb, but we'll get to that in a minute. Now look, yes it probably did come close, but um, everybody's forgotten about that. Mm. They're still bleating about the free-to-air slash Foxtel TV deal, despite the fact, as you're going to tell us in a minute, just how much it has saved the series. Each wreck, as of the beginning of that deal now pays $540,000 a year. So there's a half a million dollars more per racing entitlements contract per car that the teams are receiving. So there's all sorts of discussion about lack of sponsorship on the cars and sponsorship packages have changed. Well, when you know you're going to get a half a million dollars per car at the end of the year, you have some ability to budget and you don't need as much coming in if you're getting it at the back end just for being there and being part of the show. And we need to remember people, it is when you sign major TV deals like every other motorsport 
top line motorsport series around the world or every sport every in sport in general it's a show as if the Foxtel deal wasn't enough change, the televised super test was held on the same weekend as the 2015 Dubbo Hill Climb. So for those of you that aren't aware, the Dubbo Hill Climb was uh, lovingly christened. Uh, it actually, in fact, was the Bathurst 12-hour uh, GT race. And 2015 was the beginning of the uh, reinvigoration uh, of the of this 12-hour race. So a lot more international GT cars entered. The television package was picked up for it to be shown in full by rival network seven it would also be um fair to state at this point that um actually i think well you were there at the 2015 double hill climb I, weren't mo- you? I most definitely was part of uh part of the double hill climb and uh yeah i was i was actually a pit crew member <coughs> that weekend so um yes i'm, I'm not just a dso i uh, have done a few other little bits and pieces Officially, uh, it was a clash that couldn't be helped due to proximity to Clipsal, but given internal fears within supercars about the rise of GT3 taking over from the supercars formula, it's fair to say that it was supercars throwing their weight around. So, for those of you that don't remember, supercars scheduled a two-day compulsory televised testing weekend at uh, Sydney Motorsport Park. Or the artist formerly known as Eastern Creek. Eastern Creek, the one near the tip where it smells. And what they did was they said that supercar drivers weren't able to take drives in the Bathurst 12-hour, a.k.a. the Dubbo Hill Climb. Yes, it was supercars throwing its weight around. There's no other way to look at it. But at the end of the day, it's a business decision. And the one thing that, as fans, we probably lose sight of is that, other than race weekends... Supercars is a business because motor racing is bloody expensive. Yep. If, and, and, and let's be realistic about it. Let's say the average wage in a team is nice round figure 75 or 80 grand. Which would be average, on the low end for drivers and yeah, so key technical let, stuff. So, you know, BJR have got 25 or 30, uh, probably probably 30 with them with fabricators and others. Funky Gaz has got probably the same sort of number, 30, 35. I know of a number of people at race teams that only work Monday to Friday, don't go to race meetings anymore because they run, um, you know, fabrication divisions or componentry divisions. It's, you know, that's a lot of money. That's a big wages bill without without infrastructure. Most teams run a B double. There's probably close to seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars just sitting there in the B double. You know, purpose built transporters, gear, uh, pit gear. There is massive amounts of money in this sport, and that's before you bend one. That's exactly before you bend one. The other main failing that we can think of in terms of the Warbsters tenure is uh, the overseas expansion or lack thereof. Yep. Uh, Austin, Austin going to Texas clearly failed, and there have been uh, many false starts. Especially for your mate Mafey. Don't go there. Oh, he, he was the one that got in the bar fight. Allegedly, uh, no, it's not allegedly. He did come out and admit it. Uh, operating at a, operating <laughs> a, a higher high level, level, yeah. <laughs> operating at a higher alcohol level. Look at this. Yeah, the promise of races in Southeast Asia has evidently failed to materialise. Yep. Uh, with the packs schedule and more interest than ever from international teams, there may still be time, but Warpster didn't manage it. He did got get some, some kick-ass kick, free holidays. Got some though. awesome kick-ass holidays. Yeah, negotiation Warpster. And look, and with that too, the irony of this is, and, and, and we haven't got it, but I'll just touch on it, the irony of the, the fear in 2015 of... GT3 taking over, they made a business decision late in 2015 and put uh, put a bid to to James O'Brien, who was the 
co-promoter of the Bathurst 12 hour. So for those of you that don't know, every event that runs at Bathurst is co-promoted 50% of the Bathurst City Council and 50% with a promoter. So Supercars went out and bought the 12 hour off James O'Brien. Uh, Yeehaw Events. Yeehaw Events. So um, they now, as of 2016 and 17, they, they then owned the 12 hour race. Uh, they run it with their same same physical people, but they're now supercar officials at the event. Well, Supercar Events is the company yep. involved, which, as we've said before, um, promotes a heck of a lot of the races throughout the supercar season. And and with no slight to James, uh, to Yeehaw Events and James O'Brien, I think supercars have, uh, they've closer aligned with Stefan Rital and uh, and they've pushed it. They've pushed it. It's um, it, 12 hour continues to grow. It's, uh, it's a race of choice for international races. And I think next year we'll see a hell of a lot more supercar drivers uh, co-driving in the race. Now, if that's not a good promotion for our um, pre-12-hour special, I don't know what is. Anyway. So, opinions on expansion promises and growth overseas, well, we've talked about that, but what's the bottom line, Morbster? I think a second race in New Zealand would be a good idea, and I wouldn't be amazed if that didn't get floated at some point. Well, we know they went to Pukahoe. They had five years at the street circuit in Hamilton, but then someone didn't want to pay the bills, aka the government, and then back to Pukahoe they went. There's an expansion this year, next, next sorry, more in 18. There's an extra round picking up uh, at the Bend Motorsport Park in uh, South Australia. South there's, there's also talk about uh, Rockhampton, so there's yeah. interest in Rockhampton. Um, and coming out this week... There's also been commentary from uh, supercars and cams with regard to Queensland Raceway needing to spend some money on its safety upgrade with numbers touted being a million dollars. That falls back to the Ipswich City Council who are the owner, not the lessor of the track. And that's going to be a watch this space. Um, Supercars are quite happy to renege on their 10-year deal. Um, They have an out clause. The out clause is that the track safety improvements must be made. Um, but I think that the the calendar is always going to be fluid. If you're looking at expansion, you're going to have a similar situation to that which Formula One had many, many years ago when they came out of Europe. Yep. And with every sort of QR-style track that, let's be honest, isn't really good enough, um, you're going to have a calendar opening. And if someone comes along with the right amount of money, they'll do it. Yep. And look, Sandown has two more years. Uh, it's, it's 2018, maybe 2019 at best. Um, it's fairly obvious the Melbourne Racing Club are going to build houses there. That's There's no secret to that. So we'll lose another permanent circuit off, off the calendar. Talking about going to Singapore to support Formula One at the Singapore Grand Prix under lights, that may well be the 2019 replacement for Sandown. Quite possibly. And um, if you look at the F1 management team these days, they're a hell of a lot more open to these sorts of events coming in and out than um, Bernie Eccleston ever was. Most especially with Formula One, uh, with the Formula One race in Melbourne being finally being a points round. Here's one for you. 2019, Sandown will go, mm-hmm. and the 500k Enduro will go to the bend on the long 7k circuit, the same as GT are running early next year. I didn't know GT were GT, going there. GT are going there as oh. part of the Shannons. No, I meant Garth Tandor. <laughs> He'll be going there in something. He might be going there with uh, the team Formula Ford. But now there's my tip. I think um, I think the Bend will take the mantle because it's going to be the natural choice for uh, endurance racing. 
Uh, I think it'll become the 500k, it'll become part of the uh, Pertec Cup. And when Sandown disappears off the map, and that Sandown round will go to uh, Singapore in September, and the bend will either be after Bathurst, or I'm not quite sure where, but I think that's that's a natural choice for a location. 500Ks at Phillip Island doesn't work. They can't get a crowd no, there. No, definitely not. Um, whatever happens, it's probably going to be for the um, profit of the sport. And I think that a race in Singapore is sort of a good footstep into Thailand, Indonesia, all these sorts of places which they've been talking about going for years. Yep. Although I believe we may have made up Tonga. Did we make up Tonga? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Damn. Mm. So, let's have a look at some of the corporate sponsors that you you or your namesake have drawn in. Um, Red Rooster, Coats Hire. East Coast Bull Bars. Yeah, Unibet. Triple M are absolutely on board nationally. Uh, Avia. Yeah, uh, Vodafone, throwing money around. And then you look at Penske coming in as an entity, Andretti United Auto Sports coming in, you know, Virgin Australia, the... Uh, series sponsor. The series sponsor, the airline of choice. Um, if, you, if you look back at, say, 2012, 2013, almost half the races were sponsored. And now it's more like, I think, probably Adelaide's the only one these days. I think this year Adelaide... Uh, sorry, 2018 Adelaide is, is the Adelaide 500. Uh, typically, Winton as a self-promoter, don't have a sponsor, but um, supercars are happy to sell that round on their behalf. And they're not reliant on beer money. Mm. Uh, it, you know, typically there was VB, there was Forex, you know, Woodstock, Bourbon. It's um, they're, they're moving to a different type of sponsor. They're not reliant on, on oil or car products. I mean, super cheap, get great leverage out of it, but mm. it's not just your typical car sponsorship sponsors and i think there's two points to make about that is there was always going to be a struggle after cigarette money disappeared and that hangover lasted a hell of a long time absolutely and the other thing is what do we not have in 2017 2018 that we had in 2012 ford's no longer involved at all yep and holden's giving i wouldn't say a bare amount of money but they're not giving very much to triple eight and they're not giving anything to anyone else anymore correct Back in 2012, Ford was sponsoring FPR, they were sponsoring Stone Brothers, they were sponsoring DJR. Holden was sponsoring everybody. Everybody got everybody that was in a Holden back in 2011, 2012 got something, whether it was bits, whether it was panels, whether it was a little bit of cash here or there. The sport is surviving without manufacturers and moving into car of the future gen 2 it's going to have to it's going to have to survive without without manufacturer support yes so i guess you could say that there's going to be several legacies that james warburton will be remembered for first and foremost is the television deal because i don't think you'll see every round on fta ever again it's just not going to happen definitely not um, and I don't think they'll do that without, we'll put it this way, any contract they do accept would be a monster lowball. So there's no way they'll do it. The other challenge you're going to have when they sign the next TV package is with CBS owning Network 10, you probably won't see your free-to-air package on 10. Fox are going to have to align with somebody else. And that's going to make life interesting too because nine have got the rugby and seven have got the AFL. No, no. Our taxpayer money goes into the ABC. Do you do that? Oh, can we bring back Will Hagen? Oh, God, no. And um, what about Peter Werrett? He's dead. Oh, damn. Did they bury him in a dress? <laughs> yeah. And on that tasteful note... <laughs> I'm sure that one will end up on the cutting room floor. So uh, look, we're, we're at the end of the Warbster's era. What are you going to do, Warbster? 
<laughs> Pretend to give a shit about billboards. Yeah. So the big question is, will the seems to be able to carry the torch? But there's one thing for certain. We'll be here to take the piss out of it. Supercar Insiders production. Please go to www.facebook.com slash supercarinsiders for more of this sort of thing. Oh, and Happy New Year, guys. Hope 2018 brings you everything you wish for. <laughs> <laughs>